Oh, 
It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Friday morning on this May 27th and 19th of ER. Good morning all. It's day 34 in the counting of the Omer. That's four weeks and six days. Day number 34 on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Bahar. Candlelighting time, 7.57. 7.57, your official candlelighting time. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Memorial Day weekend is here. Monday is Memorial Day. Mayor Fertig, in fact, is going to be sitting in on Monday, and I thank him in advance uh, as uh, the holiday weekend is set to commence. 71 degrees outside with 70% humidity. Winds are west at 4 miles an hour. Afternoon thunderstorms and a high of 83. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 69. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a high temperature, 89 degrees. Wow. It's going to be a hot Shabbos. Yerushalayim is at 66. We're at 71 right now on a Friday morning Arab Shabbos here at JM in the AM. Shlomo Katz with the Krat Shabbat. Livado, done by uh, Yummy Loi. Baruch Levine's Bowie Vishalom. Schar Mitzvah, that's Mordechai Shapiro. Aryeh Kunstler had Mizmar Shir. Bowie with Leviathan and Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock, just over an hour away from our weekly update. Malcolm Holmline is going to be joining us. Weekly update is going to be um, starting at about 7.40 this morning and every Friday morning here at JMNAM. Rabbi Yudin, of course, coming up and plenty more on a Friday era of Shabbos. Naomi Nachman at 9 o'clock on jmnam.org and on the NSN app with the... Um, Table for two program. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Lashinsky and Zupnik families of Brooklyn and the five towns, respectively, last night. It was um, quite a beautiful wedding, to say the least. And we had an opportunity to uh, celebrate with the uh, wonderful couple, with Aliza and with Moshe. And to Frida and Yogi Lashinsky and Susan and Dr. Henry Zupnik and the entire family from all of us here at JM and the AM, we say Mazalta was really a beautiful and a wonderful celebration. I want to thank Sandy Shmueli. <clears throat> wow, this chair is creaky. I want to thank I want to thank Sandy Shmueli. If you missed uh, any of our live lunch yesterday from New York City uh, in celebration of Lagba Omer, you missed an amazing. Uh, section of uh, programming where Sandy Shmueli did a phenomenal live performance in studio for us in celebration of Lagbomer. Um And I just want to thank him. He took time out from his day, a very busy schedule, and to stop by our New York City studio to, to present an amazing 
live performance. So Kolak Avod to Sandy Shmueli, and he helped us uh, celebrate Lag Bomer. A lot of people out there were really happy with our Lag Bomer programming all through the day. Starting off with yesterday's JM and the AM, I thank you for the reaction. Friday morning at 25 minutes before the hour, JM and the AM with plenty coming up, including our weekly update. Keep it right here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, it's jmandtheam.org. And, of course, on the NSN app. And you're welcome to comment on that app at any time for JM and the AM.
strangers raising flags Seen you dressed in ash and rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone
Jam in the AM in Canada done by Shlomi Gertner to uh, wrap up hour number one this morning here at JM in the AM. Before that, the Breslov Bar Band with Lachad Odi. That's off the uh, CD, Have No Fear. Simcha Liners, Confein Sharam. You heard Eighth Day in there with Jerusalem Stone. Ari Goldwag had Menucha Simcha Friday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, 7 o'clock in the morning. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Memorial Day uh, weekend is here. Mayor Fertig will be in on Monday, and I thank him. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha's Bahar with candlelighting at 7.57. A lot of synagogues begin earlier than that. Make sure you know when things start where you are. It's day 34 in the counting of the Omer. It's four weeks and six days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Weekly update, Malcolm Honeline later on in the 7 o'clock hour, about 7.40 this morning. We'll start conversing about the events of the week and news items that are of interest to this audience. Get his analysis, etc., etc., and to conduct the weekly updates. 71 degrees, afternoon thunderstorms and a high of 83. Galit Sal in the background. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the AM. ולייצל השעה שתיים, כאן אביה מלכה עם מה שקורה עכשיו. השר להגנת הסביבה אבי גבאי, שהודיע הבוקר על התפטרותו, אומר כי עשה זאת בשל מינויו של אביגדור ליברמן לשר הביטחון. השבוע הגיע הצפרדע שכבר לא יכולתי לפגוע. הדחתו של רב אלוף משה בוגי יעלון ומינויו של אביגדור ליברמן כשר הביטחון הוא בעיניי צעד יוצא דופן, אפילו בעולם הציני של הפוליטיקה. הזזה של שר ביטחון מקצועי ושקול ממסיבת עיתונאים שכינס אמר גבאי כי המהלך מסכן את עתיד המדינה. עם ישראל כבר החריב את הבית השני בשל מלחמות אחים, ואנחנו חייבים לעצור את התהליך שאני חושש שמוביל להרס הבית השלישי. אני קורא לראש הממשלה להתעשת רגע לפני ולזכור שביטחון הוא ביטחון, והוא נשען על אנשים ועל מנהיגות ולא רק על טנקים ומטוסים. שר הביטחון לשעבר משה יעלון הביע תמיכה בגבאי, כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. בפוליטיקה שלנו כתב יעלון בחשבון הטוויטר שלו, עמידה על עקרונות הפכה למושא ללעג, בעוד זגזגנות היא תחכום. הערכה לאבי גבאי שמוכיח שאפשר אחרת, אסור לוותר, כך יעלון. בינתיים משה כחלון איחל בהצלחה לגבאי, אך לא התייחס לסיבות הפרישה. ראש הממשלה נתניהו טרם הגיב על הפרישה. גם ראש האופוזיציה, חבר הכנסת יצחק הרצוג, הגיב על התפטרות גבאי, אמר כי מדובר באובדן של עוד בלם בפני דהירת ממשלת נתניהו אל הימין הקיצוני. את מחיר תאונת הדרכים הטרגית הזו נשלם כולנו, דברי הרצוג. ראש הממשלה נתניהו חוזר בו מהדברים שפרסם על פרשת האונס על רקע לאומני, כתבתנו אילאיל שחר. לאחר שכתב אתמול שהאונס של אישה לוקה בשכלה על רקע לאומני הוא פשע מזעזע, הוא מחה על כך שהפוליטיקאים לא מגנים אותו, מפרסם ראש הממשלה נתניהו פוסט נוסף, בו הוא מציין שהמקרה, כפי שדווח, עורר בו כאב וזעזוע עמוק, עם זאת הוא מוסיף, לא היה נכון שאתייחס לנושא לפני מיצוי החקירה, ואני מצר על כך. השופט איתן אורנשטיין ימונה לנשיא בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב, כך הודיע לפני זמן קצר שרת המשפטים איילת שקד. כתבתנו, כתבנו רום ליאור מוסר כי שקד יכלה לאורנשטיין שיצעיד את בית המשפט קדימה לטובת אזרחי ישראל. 
היסטוריה באתר הפיצוץ הגרעיני בהירושימה שביפן. נשיא ארצות הברית ברק אובמה קרא לעולם להתפרק מנשק אטומי. אנחנו זוכרים את כל החפים מפשע שנהרגו במלחמה ההיא וגם באלו שבאו אחריה. הזיכרון הזה מזין את המוסר שלנו והוא מאפשר לנו לשנות. בחרנו מאז בחירות שהעניקו לנו תקווה. ארצות הברית ויפן לא רק כרתו ברית, אלא יצרו חברות. בתום הנאום הניחו אובמה וראש ממשלת יפן שינזו אבה פרחים על אנדרטת הזיכרון לקורבנות ההפצצה במלחמת העולם השנייה. כתבתנו שירה נאות מציינת כי מדובר בביקורו הראשון של נשיא אמריקני מכהן בהירושימה. התחזית מחר יוסיף להיות קר מהרגיל וגשם מקומי ירד בצפון ובמרכז. ראשון ובשני, התחממות. אלה החדשות שעורך עמרי רחמימוב בצוות עמית נגבי ואלון נגדל.
Across the cities, hands across the seas, heartbeats together. It's the sound of unity. We're linked in a chain to change the world. When you feel the strength, you spread the word. We're linked in a chain to change the world. When we get together, our voices
J.M. and the A.M. It's Mordechai Shapiro. Chizku, the name of that selection. Eighth day had Hakel, Yaakov Shweki's boy, Vishalom. Friday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. on the Sarah of Shabbos Parshas Bahar. Memorial Day weekend. Mayor Ferdig will be in on Monday, and I thank him. Achiezer has put together another very important event to help the community and to um, focus on one area of need in our community. Um, and it's happening out in the five towns, but this is really open to everybody from everywhere. And knowing the uh, the way the Achiezer events work, it will attract people from everywhere. Every child is special. Find out how to help yours this coming Tuesday. Achiezer presents Special Care Expo 2016, happening at Congregation Beth Shalom on Broadway in Lawrence, New York, starting at 6 p.m. this coming Tuesday. It goes, <coughs> excuse me, it goes until 10 p.m. Information, etc. Achiezer.org slash special care. Achiezer.org slash special care. And before I introduce Rabbi Bender to speak about this event, I wanted to mention that the um, the event is being sponsored by the Wolman family for a Fur Shlema for our great friend Deheshi Jacob, uh, who's their uncle, Tzvi Moshe Ben Chana, Tzvi Moshe Ben Chana, uh, who we continue to uh, pray for a Fur Shlema. Uh, and that is um, to whom the event is sponsored by the Wolman family. Rabbi Baruch Ber Bender, who is the leader at Achiezer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Good morning. It's great to be back. And, uh, Certainly, you're right. Before anything else, we need to make sure we all stop and uh, keep uh, Rav Hashi Jacobs in our tefillos. Such an incredible warrior in Kali uh, Yisrael that uh, I'm really not even worthy of talking about. Uh, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant him a complete and total and speedy refuah shalema. Amen. Svi Moshe Ben Chana. Rabbi Bender, uh, you pointed out, or, or somebody from your office had pointed out in a correspondence that we had, that um, the Elder Care Conference, which at this point I'm very familiar with, as are thousands of people in our community really around the world at this point, uh, the Elder Care Conference, that was, uh, that, that was essentially founded because of the need you and your staff discovered when you know, calls were coming into your office constantly about elder care. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was directly uh, gleaned, the idea was gleaned upon from the questions that were coming in. People were looking for, for advice, for resources, and uh, I'm very honest. I think we, couldn't, we, we didn't have enough resources, uh, and we felt that that was a way to bring them all together and give people, you know, real answers. And because of the very same type of script, so to speak, so many people calling your office to seek help and to seek advice, Regarding um, um, family members with special needs, children in their family with special needs, you have now embarked on special care. And it starts this coming Tuesday, starting at 6 p.m. at Congregation Beth Shalom on Broadway in Lawrence, New York. Explain to the audience why those in the uh, in this arena uh, taking care of special needs children would find this beneficial. So, you know, this really, this event was absolutely the creation, even more than elder care, of several parents within the community. Parents that, you know, are that have children in their family who are struggling with various degrees of special needs um, and they have been explaining to us and to my staff for quite some time now and then we started getting more and more questions but basically they've been explaining that these are very very difficult things to navigate and there's just a lot of information you know there could be one child that's just barely on the spectrum and it's not sure if they should keep them in the regular classroom versus a special school and you have families dealing with Lelano children or young adults that have much more severe needs. Um, and especially with today's day and age, with the insurance and Medicaid and, and, and legal rules changing by the day, 
um, as to what you could get covered, what you can get covered, what you are eligible for, um, as well as some tremendous decisions that people have to make now going forward so that as their child gets older, they will have a proper plan in place for them. Um, and what we got from these parents unilaterally, each and every single one was, they need support with each other, which is a big thing that's going to come out of this event, which I'll explain if we have time. And they need a resource. They need to know what's what. Um, and there's no way we can give that all to them, you know, in one shot. But until this event where we figure out a way that, similar to elder care, we go ahead and we glean every single resource out there, every single organization, from the Hask of the world to the Ohals of the world to the Yachas of the world to Kulano to Women's League, this one, that one. I mean, there are so many. Um, if each each and every one of them brings you know their expertise to the table, um, and we bring them all together under one roof, um, then people can really get a good glimpse as to what's out there, what's appropriate for my child, um, and then what we're going to be doing is handing each participant um, a resource book, which has actually never been put together before. It's still in the work, so it'll, it'll go down to the wire. One of those, Nachum, like, yeah, like well, a yeshiva journal, you know? That's how you know it's comprehensive when it goes down to the wire. Yeah, it's a yeshiva journal. They arrive at the hall like you know, an hour before the event. <laughs> as long um, as they're there when the event starts. <laughs> but this resource book basically is going to have compiled every imaginable resource, both you know, in the not-for-profit world as far as education and yeshivas and schools and camps, as far as service that exists, with very clear mission statements, uh, criteria, eligibility. So, you know, we know that you're not going to get everything in four hours, but at least you can see what's there and then you can follow up. Right, Baruch Bear Bender is with us. Uh, it's called uh, Special Care Expo 2016. The list of presenters, I am not going to go through the list, but I will tell you, it is a very impressive list. I mean, you're talking about real professionals, uh, some of them uh, associated with the government, uh, so they could, you know, enlighten people about the benefits they may be entitled to, um, leaders of organizations, some of which you just mentioned. I mean, you're yeah, talking into trouble here with names. But yeah, you, that's, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not mentioning anybody because everyone deserves really a high, and we just don't have time they do. for the whole thing. But I assume if people go to the website, it's there, right? I mean, I was. Yeah, I believe everything is there on the website. They can see it by yachiaz.org forward slash special care. Um, and what, like I said, I can reiterate a million times, but we're just trying to make it easier for parents. And uh, one other note I'll just throw in there, you know, not that it's, you know, chas v'shalom stigma, you know, but we want people to feel comfortable. Uh, that's that kind of event. So if you notice, we uh, actually put on the, in the latest advertising, you know, we wrote closed media event. That right. just really means that people should be aware that they're coming here, they should be comfortable. We're not going to have photographers running around. Right. It's just not that kind of event. We want people to come there, you know, with, you know, husbands, wives, with each other, just to be there and to walk away really feeling empowered and really feeling, really feeling that they picked up resources to help them figure out, you know, what their particular child may need. So we just want people to be comfortable. And, uh, like you mentioned earlier, but other areas, certainly special needs is not specific to the five towns. Right. We did in the five towns because it's convenient. That's definitely where we're located. We have people coming from pretty much every New Jersey locale, as we, uh, Ellie White showed me last night. Uh, people coming from, you know, well beyond, obviously, our neighborhood. All um, right. And then we'll see in future years. This, but, you know, we felt that this uh, Beth Shalom is definitely local. Definitely a lot of uh, comedians there. Uh, and certainly Beth Shalom themselves, led by Rabbi Hain, um, and his people have always been very close to the special needs world, certainly with Kulano and other programs in the community. So that was another reason that we felt it was just a good, appropriate location. All right. The, uh, it begins Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Doors open at 6 p.m. at Beth Shalom on Broadway in Lawrence. 
Uh, 7 o'clock is session 1, 8 o'clock is session 2, and the Vendor Expo, which is always extremely helpful, in addition to all the information you get from presenters, the information you get from the vendors uh, can really be priceless. That will go on throughout the entire night, and people will have an opportunity, uh, I, I, I assume, before, during, and after all this, right, during the before, during, and after all the sessions to uh, peruse and to see and to get all this information and to schmooze with people who really can be of help. It's Special Care Expo 2016, information, registration, etc. You could dial 516-791-4444, extension 110. That's 516-791-4444, extension 110. You can go to the web, org slash specialcare. Again, org slash specialcare. And there you'll get all the information about the event. You'll have an opportunity there to register if you wish. Plus, you'll be able to see a list of all the different presenters and decide which ones you want to go to. I think that uh, there are so many amazing professionals that will be presenting, it will be difficult to decide which ones to go to, but you'll have an opportunity there uh, certainly to participate in some great presentations. Again, the phone number, 516-791-4444. As we mentioned, the event is sponsored by the Wolman family, and this is for a refuah for our dear friend Heshi Jacob, their uncle, uh, Tzvi Moshe ben Chana, Tzvi Moshe, Ben Chana. Rabbi Bender, I have a feeling this is going to be a very, very successful event, yet another one by Achiezer. So uh, to you and your staff, kol akavod. And the we good appreciate the kind words. Thank you. We hope so as well. And uh, like I said, we just hope that people will walk away you know, feeling that they can, they can do more for their children. Well, good luck this Tuesday, and Shabbat Shalom to you. Uh, this coming Tuesday, May 31st, Congregation Beth Shalom, starting at 6 p.m. at 390 Broadway in Lawrence. That's when Achiezer presents Special Care Expo 2016. My thanks. Rabbi Bender. Day 34 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. It is a Friday morning broadcast, which means we've got the weekly update coming up. Malcolm Holmline is going to be joining us as we uh, get set to analyze some of the events of this week and the news items which um, continue to be, in some cases, baffling. In other cases, simply hard to believe. <laughs> we'll talk about them coming up here at JM in the AM.
The Friedman family, led by Avramo, Avram Fried, of course, uh, with the uh, Mizades Miros CD and the uh, Curry Bone. 7.43, Friday morning, JM and the AM, weekly update, minutes away. Uh, Malcolm Holmline will be joining us, and we will get to it coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Jam in the AM with the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Want to wish a mazel tov to Shlomo Zalman Mitnick uh, on his bar mitzvah this Shabbos. Shlomo Zalman Mitnick, uh, mazel tov to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Memorial Day weekend on this era of Shabbos, and uh, that means Mayor Fertig. Mayor Fertig is going to be here Monday on Memorial Day between 6 and 9 a.m., and I thank him for that. He'll be... Uh, playing some great music and telling everybody all the important information. Um, Malcolm Holine is next. We'll get to our weekly update in a moment. want to thank our friends at jewishworldreview.com uh, who constantly remind their readers about our amazing live stream at jmnam.org, and I thank them for that. And if you want to 
get an idea of uh, what's happening in this world of ours and see some incredible articles and analysis, check them out at jewishworldreview.com. I want to thank our friends at onlysimchas.com. I think they were the first to post the uh, Robert Kraft interview from earlier in the week, interview that uh, got tremendous traction out there, and for good reason. He said some amazing things on this program. Uh, a big thank you to onlysimchas.com for including us in their uh, news feed, their more and more popular news feed every single day, more and more popular. If you haven't uh, checked out what they've done beyond the smachot, uh, check out onlysimchas.com and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking of Robert Kraft, by the way, if you have a chance, check out the video of his uh, speech Wednesday at the YU commencement. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. And uh, the 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 Jewish, um, the Yiddishkeit that he has in him is even even more than any of us suspected, even after we spoke to him on uh, on Monday. It was just uh, really amazing. Anyway, uh, you can check that out online, and uh, I hope you will. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us for the weekly update here at JM and the AM. Mr. Holmline, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. Always good to be with you. I appreciate that. Um, you're going to help me, and I'm sure you'll do it with uh, with um, enthusiasm, as you always do. Remind this audience, we are now days away from an event that not everybody feels is uh, so vital or important, but someone like yourself does understand how vital and important it is. I'm talking about the Celebrate Israel Parade a week from Sunday. You would encourage everyone, as would I, of course, to circle their calendar, spend a couple of hours in New York City, and demonstrate support and celebration for the state of Israel. Uh, join me in encouraging everybody to be there that day. Well, I certainly do, and I think people have to understand how important the message is in this year when we're confronting all over the country and around the world, but all over the United States, more and more concerted efforts against Israel, the BDS movement, and its ramifications, which is not just about Israel, but it is at its core anti-Semitism, and people will look to measure the attendance, because as you see, they measure everything in regard to the Democratic National Convention, the controversy we had this week, and will be ongoing. Everything is being measured. And if there isn't a big turnout, they will say, this is a sign of disaffection, this is a sign of lack of support, this will be a victory for the BDS forces. So it's really imperative that people make an effort to come out. I can tell you, I'm doing a broadcast to Jerusalem from the parade, that uh, is going to be live uh, in uh, Merkaz Harav, and several other people are, I know are participating uh, in a, a program which the Prime Minister and others will be, but it will be sending a message to them of our solidarity, of our unity, and it's so imperative. You know, Lagbomer's message is the price when Jews are not unified, and we know what can be accomplished, the miracles that are accomplished when we are. And so I hope everybody will make the effort and and come. And if you can't stay for the whole thing, at least stay for as much as you can. But that when political leaders and others march down the street, let alone when the kids march down, that they should see the support. Well, this gives me an opportunity to remind everybody that uh, with our presenting partners at the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, we're going to be on for five hours in the parade starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 4 p.m., both audio and video broadcasting to the world. And uh, 
uh, you know, Malcolm, uh, we may just have room for you for a few minutes if you're in the area. So uh, feel I'll f- check my calendar. <laughs> feel free to stop by. <laughs> after all, as, after all, as you march in the parade, people are yelling and screaming at you about Friday morning's weekly update. Anyway, so. they yell 740. Exactly. 740. So anyway, so uh, we're going to be there. And again, a big thank you to the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, and uh, more and more exposure for events like the parade are welcome. So everybody hop aboard and let's spread the word, please. By the way, another thing in terms of celebration that I'm mentioning now, and I can guarantee you you're going to hear about it a few times in the next few months. Uh, for those who don't realize, Yom Yerushalayim is the day of the parade, June 5th this year. It means we are one year away from a date that I declared nine years ago we must all be in Jerusalem for. And that's, of course, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Malcolm, never too early for anybody to make plans to be there for that amazing occasion. Well, we are already working on it. We are preparing this National 50th Anniversary Celebration Committee, and we are uh, we have already alerted our organization. We've discussed it. Uh, and I was privileged to be invited in September to be one of the speakers at the kickoff of the 50th anniversary uh, in Yerushalayim. And I'm sure we'll be there many times during this year for the appropriate uh, build-up and for the celebration, which will start uh, actually in, in the fall and run through a year and a half, I guess, a year and almost two years. Uh, it's really important. If people mean what they say about Yerushalayim, if they really care, this is this will be an opportunity. So every shul, every community, every organization, everybody ought to be planning now and saying, "How do I live up to my responsibility to show that we are uh, right to have had the privilege of having Jerusalem in Jewish hands, the Harabayas in Jewish hands, all the amazing no. discoveries of our past that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is sending us these signals every day almost." And this is a chance for us to show that we don't take it for granted. I'll let that comment pass about how Biden and Jewish heads. We're not going to get into an argument right now, but 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 as I just said regarding the parade, um, it'll be it'll be amazing to welcome you in Israel, in Jerusalem, at the fiftieth on the it's a long end. march. But we'll make it exactly. Could you? We may even have room for you there. What do you think of that? <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm telling you, we can program the whole show during this segment. Just incredible. Are you? I think this is what you were alluding to earlier. It is a major issue, and I know that you've emphasized over the last few months that uh, your emphasis for the for for the um, a campaign season right now is on senatorial and uh, and house races, understandably, and uh, and to a degree, you're ignoring the presidential race for a while. I get all that, but we do read about you know who's being either asked or um, or suggested to be part of the committee for the Democratic Party platform and the influence they might have, especially vis-a-vis foreign policy. I mean, what what is your reaction when it comes to that? Well, I think everybody knows my reaction by now because I, I said it in the Times, uh, but it is very disturbing, and it's it the, the selection of... You think more uh, people read the Times than listen to this show? No, but by now, those who read the Times, now they'll get the full story. I gotcha. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So... <laughs> This is a very serious topic, seriously, that, that yeah, yeah. people, uh, I think, really don't pay attention to developments like this, you know, what happens at the convention. But, in fact, if you remember, at the last Democratic convention, they they introduced, they had dropped Jerusalem, and it was reintroduced uh, into the platform to the howls of many opposition. <coughs> and Mayor uh, Vilgosov, uh, 
Los Angeles, who was the chairman of the convention, right. just declared it accepted, you know, the re- right. reinsertion of it. Now you have many delegates coming, as, as particularly as Bernie Sanders delegates, who may have other views and have expressed those views. And you remember what happened in Brooklyn when he talked about the disproportionality of Israel's response in, in Gaza, a, a ridiculous position uh, in light of the facts, but nonetheless drew a, a, a loud cheers. And now pointed to the committee somebody who has been a pro-BDS uh, advocate, in Cornell West, and who has taken very radical positions against Israel, uh, uh, Jim Zogby, who certainly has been, and I think his, his sole agenda would be on this is, is to be pro-Palestinian and to, as as they have declared that they want to uh, weaken the, the the standard language that has governed uh, Democratic and Republican platforms for many years and un- underlies the U.S.-Israel relationship, and while. It doesn't necessarily change the policy, and we know that Hillary Clinton came out, uh, her, her, I guess, chief foreign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, and said that they would not allow the change and that she will uh, make sure that the, the, you know, the strong U.S.'s relationship will remain in the language, and I'm sure they will work hard to do that. But when you have, and you have uh, members of Congress who have not been very strong supporters on this committee, uh, amongst the 15 members who are appointed by um, uh, Mrs. Clinton, I think had seven or eight, and then Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who's the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, uh, I think five and seven went to Sanders. Right. And so while they don't have a majority, but they they can certainly uh, develop a minority report, which would then go to the floor. And if you open up this debate on the floor... It becomes raucous and riotous, and you've seen even at Sanders rallies and other events and both parties. Yeah, they could decide uh, to include something just to calm the crowd. I mean, so or to to eliminate it right. altogether and just say, well, we can't reach a consensus, which would be again a message. Right. And we have to remember that the two broadest based organizations in America are the Republican and the Democratic parties. Right. At least I think so. That's why. I'm so, <laughs> Yes. That's why I'm thinking that, uh, to take this audience, for instance, there are plenty of DNC contributors in this audience, and there are plenty of people who I'm sure have given to, you know, one of the two campaigns that remain active in the Democratic Party. You know, we talk about people having influence and people sometimes frustrated, what can I do? Here's really an opportunity. Anybody who's, you know, from the smallest to the largest donor has a voice here. I mean, people who aren't donors also have a voice. But here, you have an opportunity if, you're, you know, you're somebody who contributes to contact your Democratic leaders and to make your voice heard on this. Absolutely right. Make your voice heard to uh, those who are going as um, members of the uh, convention delegates. Right. To the candidates and to assure that, you know, the, the, we can get the strongest possible platform, enhancing, in fact, past language to, at this time, is so critical. I mean, I, I can't say, and we don't have time to go through what, what happens every week, but look what happened at the University of California at Irvine, where Jewish students, a small group and some non-Jewish students, were literally blockaded into a building where people were trying to, uh, from the Students for Justice in Palestine, to break down the doors to get in. Police had to evacuate, and they called for backup in order to evacuate Jewish students, and they were all they were going to do was watch the film be beneath the helmet, uh, and you don't see the response that we should see from the university, etc., and they do have a, a strong policy that they adopted uh, not long ago, 
on this and about anti-Semitism and about, uh, you know, anti-Zionism being unacceptable too. And this is really uh, uh, just a, a reminder to us of what is going on in many places and the need for us to be to speak out and to stand up now and make the case. Too many people are falling for the lies. Yeah, no question about it. And it's happening, obviously, everywhere around the world. You know, the And you and I have discussed the whole free speech issue and boycott issues and generally... You know, we agree in terms of, um, I think generally uh, it's safe to say that both of us agree that calling for boycotts is usually not a good answer, right? I think we usually agree with that. To counter boycotts, yes. It's generally not a good answer, and if we're opposed to boycotts, then it's harder for us to use. It doesn't mean that there aren't times when it's appropriate to say if to that we will not uh, uh, do business with or ah. that we... So, we have uh, problems with a particular com- company, but it's not because of their ethnicity, religion, nationality, whatever, but because they, they behave in a way that's right. unacceptable and they, they engage in practices that are unacceptable. If they boycott Israel, and we have one kind of company now, international company, under scrutiny because the state laws may well apply to them, the state anti-BDS laws right. that have been adopted in a dozen, 15 states already, and more are, will uh, there has to be one, and, and if you remember, the Lawfare Project sued Kuwait Airlines because they wouldn't let anybody with an Israeli passport or Israeli or anybody onto the planes from New York, which is a violation of law, and the Port Authority came down on their side, and Kuwait Airlines was not allowed to fly, and they and then they we took them on in Europe, and they were closed down in Europe. They right. closed all their intra-European flights. So, I mean, that's a message. Right. And Un- that's not boycotting them. It's nothing. It's saying you got to adhere to the law. Understood. Holding their feet to the fire. I got right. that. But on the on the uh, free speech issue of this, uh, in the Netherlands, right, the decision about BDS now equaling free speech, right? Right. Israel expressed... Israel was trying to convince, or representatives of Israel, obviously, were trying to convince the Netherlands to take this off the table and to, in fact, enforce that BDS would not be allowed as free speech and would have to be, uh, you know, discouraged in whatever way, you know, they would legislate that. And I just wonder if it, if it is better for Israel and the Jewish people to not fight the battle, you know, officially in terms of declaration, whether it should be free speech or not, but fight the battle like you just described when it comes to boycotts in terms of, you know, individually, case by case, one by one, you know, taking on who has to be taken on. But once we try to quell someone's freedom of speech, I am uncomfortable with that. Do you get that? Yes. And we're not quelling people's freedom of speech. We're not saying you cannot criticize Israel. This is not about a criticism of a policy. This is about Israel's right to exist. And when they call for Israel's destruction, when it uh, uh, leaks into anti-Semitism, which we believe is at the core, because they don't hold any other country to this standard. They don't uh, demand, make the demands of any other place, and certainly... The violations elsewhere are great. We saw yesterday the World Health Organization criticized one country, one country with the slaughter in Syria, the failure to treat people, the beheadings, the, the terrible things being done by governments to their people, the failure to provide services, a country that sends its soldiers at great risk to, to save the lives of, of enemy forces even in Syria and allows them to come in, that the the family of, of their arch enemy Hamas comes in along with thousands of people from Gaza. The family of Abbas, his brother, came from Qatar. So it must be terrible treatment that the <laughs> Palestinians get in Israel if all of them, their leaders, are coming to Israel for treatment, as are 
thousands from the West Bank and from and from Gaza. In addition to all that Israel does, whether from Haiti to to Nepal, where they set up field hospitals, etc., that's the difference. This is not a legitimate criticism. This is not a legitimate difference over a policy. This is singling singling out Israel, and and you see the pattern that they're doing it in every agency, and the whole EU voted as a block for it. France, Britain, everybody, Germany voted for it, and only about eight countries uh, didn't, and fifty-eight. Uh, abstained or, or didn't show up, and uh, half a dozen or so abstained. So they hide behind the freedom of speech, uh... and they hide behind some some fictitious charge, though that right. the that the, the about what what the situation is. I mean, if you would have to chart Israel on this graph of of providing medical care to to everybody, by the way, it would certainly be in the top ten, not not the singling out for the most negative report. You could add to that list, by the way, the executions in Gaza that I was unaware of. Well, they're, they're coming. First of all, they have been executing people, and all along. And you remember, after the war, in the, the, the uh, summer war, they executed people publicly. And they accuse of being collaborators, but most cases, it's just yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on today, though. And now they have uh, twelve or thirteen people lined up for public execution. And uh, some for for they said murders in the course of robberies, and some for political reasons, but it's it's barbaric what they're doing, and and yet the world doesn't have anything to say. By the way, I just want to say one thing else about whether challenging it. You know that in Spain, which has not been very pro-Israel of late, um, the Spanish tribunal there said BDS is anti-constitutional and it is discrimination. And it, it jeopardizes the fundamental right to equality without discrimination. Uh, and we've had similar rulings elsewhere. So fighting it is sometimes very important that you you uh, declare for sure, work to clearly to people. And, and many innocents, you know, who get caught up and because of sectionality, which is more here than in Europe, but where they identify with other causes like Black Lives Matter, right. things like that, and they try to usurp them. Uh, and then people fall into it. So when the, you remember doing Ferguson mm-hmm. and the televised broadcast of the protests yeah, there. Yeah, you mentioned the Free Palestine. Free Palestine. Palestine. You mentioned I mean, that what, last what does that have to do? Is there Crazy. Palestine near Ferguson? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's so sad you have to laugh. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live. From the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. And a reminder, we uh, broadcast in the Celebrate Israel Parade, 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Sunday, June the 5th. It's a week from Sunday with our friends from the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem as our presenting partners. And um, as Malcolm mentioned earlier, it is such an important time even more important than other years when we've been trying to encourage everybody to be there, to be there on Fifth Avenue and celebrate Israel. We will be reminding you until the parade begins. Um, so now we read that in addition to the excuse me, in addition to the tunnels that are being dealt with on the Gaza border, Hezbollah has announced that there are tunnels that they have prepared um, into Israel from Lebanon and. I don't know what Israel's reaction is to this because we know that uh, you know it, it seems to be, at least the way the New York Times reports it, that once there's a build-up 
uh, or a you know strong presence of tunnels in the Gaza area, Israel has no choice but to go in and start destroying them. We know, you know, we've seen uh, firsthand what goes on there. Uh, does Israel now have to go up north and start considering destroying the tunnels that have been laid down by that have been dug by the uh, Hezbollah along the Lebanese border? So let's first take on the Hamas side, on the on the southern side. Israel has deployed new technology, which is also being tested by the United States on the Mexican border. They did uh, detect two tunnels in recent months that were um, cleared and destroyed. Uh, they, the Hamas, they build the tunnels up to the border or just under the border before they can be detected so that they could then move. But we know that they are building in numerous locations, and people in Gaza have publicly protested this, not using their names, but giving interviews, telling how they hear the trucks go all night. We know that 95% of the cement that the world is demanding Israel allow in, and which it has allowed in uh, regularly and then stopped because 95% is being taken by Hamas for, you know, the, the building the tunnels and uh, uh, and uh, rocket uh, launching sites, etc. And there's much more. If you see the, the level of the um, uh, of building materials, I think there was uh, 4.8 million tons that was uh, sent in, and and much of it is seized then by the Hamas for their purposes, and they sell some of the others. But only a fraction of the houses have been built for which the material was uh, was sent in, and so Hamas is still getting assistance, and we know that technology and other things coming to them, so they improve their their rockets, but also the uh, technology. The, the sophistication of the tunnels. Right. Hezbollah was no, but, but before a you primary. Get, but before you get to Hezbollah for a second, uh, will Israel in fact have no choice but to, you know, even with the new technology, uh, go in and, and destroy those tunnels? Will there have to be a repeat of what happened in 2014? I mean, if you read the New York Times, every every PA resident in the area is fearful that Israel's not going to have a choice but to come back. Right, and that's maybe the hope is that they will protest against uh Against it, but not likely to have that much of an impact. But will the advanced uh, Hamas regime? No, that I'm sure. But will the advanced technology be enough for Israel to rid themselves of this tunnel problem down south? It's a very good question, and uh, I guess time will, will tell how how much it is able to detect and how effective it is. But you you cannot uh, really root out um, the. Hamas infrastructure, if you don't go in right. and deal with it. And we know that they built a city under a city, and the, the protests are that the Hamas guys will be safe because they're underground, and they leave their people then to be uh, open and vulnerable. All right, got it. Okay, up north, Hezbollah. Uh, so up north in Hezbollah, and, and it's a much more complicated situation because we know now that, for instance, you know, al-Nusra, which is an al-Qaeda offshoot, and ISIS is offshoot, the... Um, the brigades that are the Yarmouk brigades, which are up there, uh, are fighting with each other over near the border and not paying much attention to Israel. But they're they're trying to uh, fight over control. And we know that new towers have gone up on the border that overlook into Israel. And it turns out that those are, in fact, the Lebanese army watchtowers that are keeping track of what's going on. Uh, uh, the Syrian army has essentially withdrawn from the Golan side, and Hezbollah has backed off because they're they're fighting. You know, so they have so much of their resources um, tied up in in Syria right now. But we know that, and and people have 
said that they could hear the digging, they could hear the noise. We, we know that uh, they have uh, alleged that they are building uh, along the border. Israel's army has, has consistently monitored this, and they say they have not found any uh, traces yet of, of tunnels that have crossed the border. The topography there is very different. It's, it's much harder to, to do it, and Israel, being on the higher ground in many of the places, uh, has a better view, but they, they often can't see what's going on right beneath the border. And so they're claiming that, that they're doing some construction there. Uh, we have no evidence that, that's the, that, that there is actually uh, tunnels, at least n- not admitted, but certainly potential. And we know that Hezbollah has the technology, and we believe even on the Mexican border, those tunnels right. where Hezbollah inspired or aided or um, their advisors were involved. You know, you're, you're always briefed in the military situation in Israel. Is the presence... In the south, much different than the presence in the north in terms of size or in terms of, I don't know, the, the type of intelligence that's used or the type of technology that's used. Is it, is it essentially a duplicate type of, of um, presence that the Israeli army has on both borders? Well, they're very intense, but from, um, it, it's not exactly the same. Also, with Gaza... You have, um, first of all, in the north it's been quiet. They haven't had incidents except for, you know, attempted raids here and there. But with Gaza, you have uh, them willing to use the rockets. Hezbollah, we believe right now, they used it would this not week. be willing to do it because they don't want to have the rain of destruction that will come down on them. This week they is, have yeah. 150,000 missiles. The Hamas has tens of thousands. This week Israel had to respond to rocket fire from Gaza. They respond almost on a weekly yeah. basis. It doesn't even make the news anymore. Well, that's what I mean. Is it, is it, so it's more comprehensive, you'd say, in the south than in the north? Would that be an accurate way of putting it? Well, first of all, there's a long border that Israel has to protect. Right. It's also coordinated with Egypt. Israel has nobody to coordinate with except Jordan in terms of the northern border. Uh, and, of course, the forces on the other side, which is why it's so funny when people talk now about giving up the Golan or yeah. saying that they should have given up the Golan. Can anybody imagine if they hadn't even some European leaders acknowledged uh, recently that... Yeah, you know, thank they, God for the grassroots national effort that kept the Golan. And, and, it, the, and, and the continued pressure uh, that is applied, you know, it's it just so far beyond anybody's imagination that somebody today could even say oh, or hint at the idea that um, they could. And by the way, you know, we shouldn't forget that behind both sides is one common thing, and that's Iran's involvement. Iran just announced this week $70 million. Well, much more up north. Palestinian right? Islamic Jihad and um, providing technology to both sides. They still have some alienation from Iran, but we believe they are providing some uh, weapons. Uh, to them as they are to the Sinai, in, in which you have a, a deteriorating situation. The Peace Force, remember, that was established there, the MFO in the Sinai. The Canadians announced this week that, that the situation is becoming intolerable. They have 700 uh, soldiers there. Americans have said in the past about withdrawing because the situation in the Sinai is so unstable and, and threatening. So when you said both sides, you meant north and south, or you meant... Yes. Bo- oh, okay. As I wasn't sure if it was that or it was both sides of what's happening in Syria. Uh, the policy of returning or not returning bodies of those who uh, have attempted or have been successful at terror attacks in Israel, who then have been uh, killed by Israeli forces or whatever you know, whatever has happened, uh, What what is the right thing to do? Look, Israel has always demonstrated covered a mess of respect for the dead, not use them as hostages, whereas Hamas and Hezbollah and others 
have uh, have done the exact opposite. They're holding Hamas is holding two dead Israeli uh, the corpses of two Israeli soldiers. We have tried in many ways to to do it. The Israeli government works on it all the time, and and they just use it as uh, as bargaining chips and uh, for trade later on. And they know that Israel will go to great lengths and pay a heavy price to get soldiers back alive or, God forbid, uh, dead. And um, and I think that the the uh, returning bodies they they returned one uh, this past week and immediately became and the guy who killed Tyler Force. The American um, was visiting in Israel, who right. was a former soldier. Uh, they, they made immediately uh, big celebrations, and 11 times Palestinian TV in recording the, the funeral, etc., which was presented on television, and he was 11 times called a martyr. And they extol him, and all of the talk, you know, that the moderation, and we're gonna, not going to do that, they continued to incite, to, to, to poison the minds of the kids, and the adults, that the hatred, and if that occasions that kind of celebration, then maybe Israel has to think about what it does. Yeah, understood. Um, uh, finally, the response in Israel and in the United States now to the official appointment of uh, uh, Victor Lieberman as a defense minister. First of all, the response in Israel, do you hear some of the media sources, the way they're painting him? Yeah, they they don't they don't like him. And yeah, they, they really they don't never like did, him. But, uh, I mean, but it's it's you know I I don't use the he is uh, the ogre that some are, are portraying him to be, but the, the United States government's uh, reaction initially was well you appoint whoever you want to appoint. And right. The fact is that in defense areas the cooperation has been great, and Boogie Alom, the outgoing defense minister, has established really close working relationships and personal relationships with many of these people, so I think some of, of the people, their interlocutors, are befuddled by it, you know, the move and what it means. Cause, but, but remember, we had four or five, uh, four at least, uh, defense secretaries here in the United States, I think, in the eight years of, the, uh, of uh, President Obama, and traditionally there, there have been changeovers. Right. Uh, and the relationship has remained consistent because in the security and defense areas, the common interests are, are so great. But I think people generally, not just the security areas, are are somewhat confused by the move and not understanding the dynamic of Israeli politics. And because of the system, which I hope will one day be changed, um, the, that the you know he has to protect himself against the leverage of single members or parties that can threaten to withdraw. He wants to have the majority to get the budget through, and it's going to be a two-year budget. Without a budget, by the way, the government falls. Right. Um, by the by the fall, I think they would they would have to they, they resign if they don't get the, the budget through in time. And there are other issues that that he wants to to pass now. And once the budget is over, that gives him um, a, a hiatus, let's say, for for at least a year and a half till the next budget is um, is being prepared. Yep. Yeah. Right. Now, I brought up this whole topic because of this, because the State Department spokesman moved away from what was originally suggested that Israel has a right to appoint whoever they want to right. you know to expressing how you know challenging the you know going forward will be with somebody like this in that position. And I well, know I'm, I know they, I'm, they did they did and I was going to say that they they qualified what their earlier neutrality statements right <laughs> and, and started to raise uh, questions. Um, 
I think that the, that it is the prime minister who sets the policy. Ministers can say things, ministers can do things, but in the, in the government, especially now, the it is the prime minister who sets the priorities and the direction for things. Uh, you know that Lieberman has a close relationship with Putin, so maybe that will strengthen that that communication. And on the other hand, it should it will never be at the expense of the United States, which the prime minister reiterated is the priority relationship for the state of Israel, and clearly it is. And there's the discussions on the memo of understanding on the next 10 years of military aid are ongoing. Uh, I don't think that this should necessarily uh, affect it, uh, even though Yalom's personal relationships played into it. Um, I think that the discussions will, will be ongoing. Um, you know, I didn't see the reaction to the appointment of Ayatollah Janati, <laughs> this 89-year-old super uh, extremist as the head of the Council of Experts in Iran by uh, obviously at, at Ayatollah Khamenei's direction because that he heads the body that will pick the next supreme leader yep. and for all the talk of quote moderate regime and how the the deal would help bring moderates to the fore here you have this long term extremist who, who remember called for a killing of Livni and has uh, taken uh, many many positions over the years. Um, uh, calling for suicide bombers in Iraq against U.S. forces, etc. And I've not heard the outrage about that, which could have real practical implications, um, and and see it for what it is. Uh, and Lieberman is, is still a, a member of a democratic government. Yep. and will be subject to the restrictions that any democracy faces on an individual it's, leader. It's a backwards world. All right, Malcolm, got to run. Have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll speak Good to Israel Hashem next week. Thank you. Malcolm Holmine is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM and the AM. I want to wish a happy birthday to Terry Blank Nidich, an outstanding friend that comes from Phil and Miriam um, uh, Schiffman. So happy birthday to Terry from all of us here at JM in the AM. This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Bahar. According to the Chinuch, Pasha's Bahar contains seven positive mitzvos and 27 restrictions. Certainly, in its 57 psukim, the opening part of the parsha deals with the laws of Shemitah, the sabbatical year, whereby only in Eretz Yisrael you find this incredible, miraculous performance of the land, showing Kiliha Eretz that the land belongs to God. What's the reason for Shemitah? So while the Chinuch suggests several, the Klayokar says very straightforward, the purpose of the Shemitah year is to entrench the concept of Emunah and Bitochon in the Jewish people, showing how their entire existence is dependent on God. Whereas all other peoples in the course of six years will have at least two years of crop rotation, 
enabling the earth to rest, to perform better in the subsequent years. Here, the Torah says you ought to work the land for six years straight. And not only that, that the sixth year would, as we would only imagine, eke out something, just the opposite. That which will grow in the sixth year, the Torah says, Vitzivisi, as Birchasi Lachem, I'm going to command the blessing in the sixth year, because after all, what are the rules? The rules are that in the seventh year, you are not planting, you are not plowing, you're not harvesting. You're waiting until the eighth year. Well, when you plant in the eighth, some will not come up until the ninth. And so, my goodness, when the Torah says, V'chi somru, and should you ask, my goodness, Manochal, what are we going to eat? Hein lo nizra, v'lo we are not working the land in the usual way. So, in chapter 25, Verse 21, Hashem says, I will command my blessing for you in the sixth year, and and it will yield a crop. The same amount is going to be sufficient for three years. Namely, an incredible bracha is going to happen. The bracha is that the blessing will occur literally within their stomachs. That that which usually, during any other year, would be considered a child's portion and not sufficiently satisfy an adult, here in the uh, Shemitah year and the years that follow, you eat a little bit, as Rashi says in the beginning of next week's parsha of Bichul Kosai. So the Torah says, what is going to be the bracha? that the bracha is ochel kimo, you're going to eat a little bit, and the blessing is going to occur literally within. So it's not going to cost you more workers, and it's not going to uh, have, cause you to have more silos and more headaches, but rather ochel kimo, v'hu mizborech of within the innards of the person. The whole thing is completely miraculous. And that is to show, without any question of a doubt, Kiliha Oretz, that the land is mine. But I would like to share with you a very insightful um, Sapurno, and that is the following. You look up the term sabbatical year in Webster's Dictionary, and he'll tell you, A leave of absence granted every seventh year as to a college professor or the like for rest, travel, or research. I hope you're sitting down. This is one of those incredible, we had it first. What does that mean? Not that every seventh year the Russia Yeshiva 
are granted a sabbatical year, but every seventh year, every Jewish farmer, again, every Jewish farmer is given a sabbatical year. Every Jewish farmer is told, you are to experience a Shabbos Lashem. Not just a Shabbos. No, it's a Shabbos Lashem. And just as every seventh day, Every Shabbos is to be an experience whereby the Jew connects to Hashem. It is Shua, Yom Menucha, a day of rest. Ukedusha, it's a day of sanctity. Here too, the Shemitah year is to be that opportunity for each and every Jew to spend his time in the base Medrash. And Shemitah is that great equalizer. Just as when it comes to financially, during the first six years, the landowner can have a big sign over his field, no trespassing. But in the seventh year, anybody, everybody is the same. And beyond that, after the uh, seventh year, he too, this landowner, has to look up and say, Hashem, please help. We're all in the same boat. It's the great equalizer, because everybody comes into the base medrash the same, and everybody shares with their knowledge the same chalkenu besora secha. It is such an incredible concept, and it shows how the Torah was and is light years above and beyond any other people and civilization. This is the first point. But I'd like to, in honor of yesterday being Lagba Omer, and in honor of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, who the day is given a good deal of his character because of his incredible nature and his contribution to the world of Torah. So I strongly recommend that you take out the Talmud Brachos 35b. And there the Talmud teaches the following. The rabbis taught. It says in the second paragraph of the Shema, Viosafta Digonecha, which means literally you will gather in your grain the Talmud goes on to ask what reason does the Pesach have to say ah because it says in the book of Yoshua the Torah shall not depart from your mouth meaning that a person is to be involved with Torah all the time so Yoho, right would it be possible to think that these words are meant literally that you're supposed to study Torah day and night therefore the Torah says I'm granting you a license that you can gather in your grain and therefore says Rabbi Yishmael Hanheg Bohen you are to literally study Torah but in the way of the world meaning that people earn a livelihood when you're busy earning a livelihood you are quote exempt from studying Torah and then when you are not involved in your livelihood you are to study Torah these are the words of Rabbi Yishmael comes along Rabbi Shimon Bar and what does he say? Ay, 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 Efshar, could it be? 
Adam Choresh Bishas Harisha, that a man is going to plow over the time of plowing. Vizoreha Bishas Zuria, and he's going to sow his field at the time of sowing. Vikotzer Bishas Ketsira, and he's going to harvest at the time of harvesting. Vidosh Bishas Disha, and he's going to thresh at the time of threshing. Vizore Bishas Haruach, and he's going to winnow at the time of the blowing wind. Ayayayi, says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochoi, Torah, Matehe Oleho, what will become the study of Torah? In other words, you're busy all your time in your fields, therefore, listen to what he says. The ideal situation, says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochoi, is, Bizman Shi Yisrael, Osin Rechono, Shomakom, at the time when the Jewish people are literally uh, following God's way, then your work is done for you by others, and therefore you will be able, so the ideal is that you should be studying Torah all the time. The Talmud goes on to say, interestingly, that there were those, Harbe Asu Ki Rebbe Yishmael. Many did as Rabbi Yishmael advocated and also beyond they were successful. Meaning that they did their work in the field, they made their living, and they studied Torah. However, those who tried, like Shib Shim and Bar Yochai, lo also be Adam. Alright, it's not meant for everybody. It's only meant for a select few. But think about it, my friends. While the Talmud says that on a regular basis, year one, two, three, four, five, six, we are, the majority are to follow Rabbi Yishmael, my goodness, the Shemitah year, we all follow Rebbe Shimon Bar Yochoi. How interesting that is. And if you want to take it one step further, in reality, look at the strong connection between the Shemitah year and every Shabbos. Just as when it comes to Shemitah, Hashem says, I'll command my blessing to you, and you will have all that you need. Look in the Aseris Hadibros, the beginning of the fourth commandment, says the Torah, after Zachoris Yom HaShabbos Lekadsho, Sheishes Yomim Tavod, six days you shall work, and you are to literally <coughs> do and accomplish all your work. And what does Rashi say on all your work? Kishetovo Shabbos. When Shabbos comes, Yehei Be'enecha. It should be to you. You should consider it. asuya. You are retired every Shabbos. All your work has been done. You shouldn't worry. You shouldn't think. You shouldn't be preoccupied on Shabbos. Who owes you money? Who do you owe money? And all the various other aspects of the job. No. Shabbos comes, it is all done. This is another strong similarity between Shemitah and Shabbos. The Shemitah year and the weekly Shabbos. And the idea behind it is that so too every Shabbos we are actually following Rip Shimon. How so? Because the Gemara tells us in the second chapter of Beitzah that literally how much money you're going to make. This is decided on Rosh Hashanah. Except the Yitzios of Shabbos and Yom Tov. 
Tov, except for that which you outlay for Shabbos, that which you spend for Shabbos, if you spend more than what was allowed for you for the year, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give you more. Shabbos is in a realm of itself. Shemitah is in a realm of itself. And so, this very special parsha of Bahar is such a strong injection of emuna, of bitachon, and the very positive statement that our rabbis have taught us. More than the Jewish people have kept the Shabbos, the Shabbos has kept the Jewish people. This is true regarding the Shabbos of Shemitah, when unfortunately we did not keep it. We lost the land, and thank God, when we wish each other a good Shabbos, this Shabbos, and every other one, we should realize what a precious gift this Shabbos is. Yom Menucha Ukedusha. Shabbat Shalom to all. J.M. and A.M. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Parshas Bahar. Candlelighting at 7.57. It's Memorial Day weekend. My thanks to Mayor Fertig, who's going to be sitting in on Monday. Between 6 and 9 a.m. It's day 34 in the counting of the Omer. Four weeks and six days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Shavu is two weeks from tomorrow night, believe it or not. Our amazing friend Simon Jacob is visiting our studio this morning. He is one of the people. It's funny, it didn't make it into our promo because I don't even know if he expected to be part of it. <laughs> but on Table for Two, which is happening with Naomi Nachman coming up next, Jay Booksbaum and Gabriel Geller from Royal Wines have a wine and cheese pairing with Bridget Mizrahi of Natural and Kosher Cheese. Um, and, of course, uh, with uh, uh, the Aussie Gourmet and the hostess of uh, Table for Two, uh, Naomi Nachman, uh, our good friend Simon Jacob uh, ended up being part of that crew also that uh, that will pair yeah. after 9 o'clock this morning. Yep. <laughs> Some delicious wines and cheeses. Simon, good morning to you. Good morning. I have to run... I have to run yeah. over to the other studio right after this. So. Very quickly, very yes. very quickly. If in, th- if in theory, if in hy- if hypothetically, this show would have been uh, recorded already, then how was the wine and cheese pairing? Was it good? <laughs> it, I, I expect it would be amazing. Delicious, right? <laughs> it would be delicious. Right. So people will have details, and of course, not only can you hear it on jmnam.org and on the NSN app, you can see the entire proceedings on the homepage of Siegel.com. That video is already uploaded. Right after this radio program, you can go there and check it out. Well, some of you have heard, we've alluded to it on the air, some of you have heard about a major event that is going on, a really exclusive high-end event that is uh, happening for the uh, benefit of Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. The FJB, as many of you know, was instrumental and continues to be in supporting our Jewish Unity Initiative, and it's one of the reasons why we're able to, uh, to go to places like Houston and Paris and Israel and many others in order to make a mark and to spread the message of Jewish unity and to make these adventures even bigger and getting even more international uh, um, recognition and tremendous impressions among the Jewish world. And uh, FJB is hosting an event that is really, um, when you think about it, uh, being hosted by four people. It's being hosted by Simon Jacob, our amazing leader of the Jewish Unity Initiative. It's being hosted by Jay Booksbaum. Uh, not only our friend, but Simon's friend, especially when it comes to uh, wine and uh, and uh, delicious things to drink. It's being hosted by the Herzog family because they have donated an incredible number of rare and exciting wine bottles to the event. And it's being hosted by uh, Josh Masson. Uh, Chef Josh Masson, who is a um, an absolute master at what he does, 
is uh, the owner and the chef at the Nobo Grill, Nobo Wine and Grill in, uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey, and he has offered his restaurant exclusively on this coming Tuesday night, the night after Memorial Day, for this event to take place. He's literally shutting down the restaurant for what would be a regular Tuesday night uh, to have this event and host this event, and has put together the most incredible menu. And anybody out there, and again, we're not making, there's no secrets about it. This is uh, this is a high-priced, exclusive event that anybody who's really into food and wine is very much going to appreciate. It's a very limited number of people. Right, limited, limited number, number of people. people. But if there's interest out there from anybody who would like to be part of it, and not just support the cause, but really have an amazing night if you're, again, into the uh, food and wine combination, uh, then we'll tell you in a moment how to uh, get in touch in order to get more information. Um, Simon, you have been privy, and let's start with the food for a moment because I think Josh really deserves the accolades. You and I and you and a million other people have had the opportunity to dine at Nobo many, many times. Uh, he never, ever gets it wrong, ever. It is always incredibly delicious. It, it, it is always um, kind of a festival for your taste buds. Exactly. He, he, he plays... Uh, he he really plays to so many different tastes, and he's got his he, he's got his game um, really down as far as how to combine different tastes and flavors. So he's he's really an amazing chef, and he does that from the start all the way until dessert. Yeah, it's really incredible. So everybody out there, uh, number one, we acknowledge and thank the incredible dedication that Josh has had to this event. Yeah. And uh, in general, the community appreciates these, his contribution uh, uh, since he started out there at Nobo. So that's number one. And uh, you, you have been, you're one of the few people privy to the menu. You can guarantee anybody who's even thinking about joining the crowd Tuesday night that uh, on the food side, you're well, well taken, taken care. care. Yeah, yeah. There is no question. I mean, that ten courses we're talking about. Ten courses. It's actually a little more than ten. Eleven courses. Yeah, uh, a little more. So he's going but beyond gonna be, the official ten by yes, ten. Yes, it's, uh, he, he, it's. Look, the evening is not going to go all night here. Right. Um, we're, we're trying to control it as far as people's times are concerned. But honestly, uh, the the it's going to be a it's going to be basically a journey of different tastes. Um, every type of taste, every type of thing that every type of food that you you might like. Um, is going to be there, and it's just going to be amazing. So that's number one. On the other side, we say 10 by 10 because there will be at least 10 wines that people will have an opportunity yeah. to taste as well. You have generously, and this is something you've spoken about since really the beginning when you first expressed the desire to do something special for the Jewish Unity Initiative, uh, you have gone ahead and, uh, and taken from well, your own personal wine collection. Well, uh, actually, you know, uh, I'm Jay's friend. Thank God. Right. Um, Jay is really amazing. Jay Booksbaum, uh, Jay of course. Bo we're talking about Jay Booksbaum right. and also the Herzog. Right. They, they have, they have uh, gone all out for this. Each of them have opened up their personal wine cellars as well as Jay's personal wine cellar and as well as my personal wine cellar. Um, the wines, uh, there are going to be some, you know, you have to, you have to be able to blend uh, at different courses. So there are some more common wines right. and common means that they are attainable to if you if right. you've went to the wine store you right. could buy them so there are some of those um 
but there are also when you get into uh, some of the some of the you know mid courses, uh, the proteins and what have you, we have um, some wines that are just absolutely uh, unattainable today. Um, they, the only way you'd ever be able to taste these is um, at either the Herzog's um, books, books bombs or, or Jacob, Jacob table. Shabbat table for Kiddush on Shabbat, uh, and and that's the only way you'd ever get to these wines. Not actually for Kiddush for dinner, right. but um, but it's that's the sort of wines. These are really exceptional. It's going to be a journey of the palate not only from the food side, but also the wine side. We're opening up some things that are just, uh, we're hoping they're going to be great. Um, some of them have been unbelievably wonderful and marvelous. We've, some of them have been closed for how long? Um, some of the bottles, uh, you know, age is not the only thing. Right. Some of these are wines dramatic. that you can't get. No, some of right. these wines you can't get because they were great vintage years. Um, there's some 2004 Alexander Valley and Napa Valley wines that are that we're going to have um, that are really fantastic. But there's uh, 98 um, special edition, uh, Chalk Hill special edition. There's a 96 uh, Chalk Hill special edition, and there's even a 94 special edition uh, that were you know cases that we're opening up and uh, sharing. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's the the whole the whole goal of the evening is to support what we believe is a phenomenal cause, but to do it in a fun fun way and to make sure that everybody who's there is enjoying it and just having a great evening. Well, there you have it. It's uh, called Ten by Ten. This coming Tuesday, it happens at the uh, Nobo Wine and Grill in Teaneck, New Jersey. And again, to Josh, we give them uh, we give him and his staff a big thank you. Uh, I guess that's a public service announcement to I, say that uh, it's yeah. closed Tuesday night to the general it's, public. It is. That's right. true as well. I, I just want to mention one other thing. Sure. Um, as, as, as incredible as the wines are and as credible as the food is, um, we're also going to have the opportunity to have um, three winemakers who are coming in specifically for this. Joe Herleman, who's the chief winemaker for Herzog Wines. Um, Alicia Wilbur, who is, I think, the only Dati... Um, female. Woman, female winemaker, uh, you know, out there. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know the whole world, especially in Israel, but she's really, really a very, very special woman. And uh, Yaakov Bendor, who's the uh, CEO of the Yatir Winery. Yeah. And they're all going to be present and actually talking about the wines that, that are, uh, are going to be there. He's actually representing the Carmel side. And um, so we're going to have a mixture of Herzog and Carmel wines, and it's just going to be amazing. All right. So the three vintners, as we call them, yeah. will be part of the evening as well. It's going to be something extra special. And again, as we said, this is an exclusive event, and uh, it's obviously not for everybody. But if you're somebody who appreciates good food and wine and would like to support a great cause, you should certainly investigate this. I'm going to give out an email address, probably the easiest way for people to get information about Tuesday night's event in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's info at fjbunity. That's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, FJB. Info at fjbunity.org. Again, info at fjbunity.org. You use that email address, and you'll be able to get uh, more information about the event itself. Or, or if, you, if you're interested in coming, um, call Simon. Call, call me. Yeah. Call me. My telephone number is really easy. It's 212 
888-888-4444. Feel free to call me directly. That goes straight to me, and I'm happy to arrange uh, a spot for you. Again, this is very exclusive. We've only got a few spots left, but it's uh, a really, really special cause, and everything is tax deductible here. Um, all the food and all the wine is being donated, so everything that you give to the FJB is directly to the FJB, and that's a tax-deductible uh, donation. All right. So there you have it. Wow. Unbelievable. So you are giving out your personal phone number on Come the on. air for people Let's to go. contact you. Come on. To join you Make the on phone Tuesday ring, night. guys. It's here. I'm listening. <laughs> and, no again, and again, the email, info at fjbunity.org. That's info at fjbunity.org. A big thank you to uh, Jay Booksbaum, the number yeah. one uh, number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. Absolutely. We don't know about the other planets, but on Earth, he's number one. He God. is amazing. He is amazing. Above and beyond. He's he has incredible. just gone crazy for this. So thank God. Thank and you, Jay. A big thank you to the Herzog family, who, as yeah, Simon as well. alluded to just a few minutes ago, have been supporters of Great Jewish Radio for, what, close to 30 years or so? Yeah. And have always stepped up when, uh, when asked. I thank uh, everybody in the Herzog family. Uh, for their um, uh, contribution and encouragement, and I thank um, uh, I thank Josh Josh Masson, who is the, yeah. the chef and the owner at Nobo in Teaneck, New Jersey. Actually, he's he he's a co-owner. Uh, Tzvi Maller, who's coming in uh, from Israel for this, is also an owner. So Tzvi and, and Josh, Tzvi and Josh, both, and uh, and really, they've they've also gone crazy trying to help put this together. So and even Mendy, who's the maitre d' there, and uh, it's just been great. So well, Thank you, Tzvi. Thank, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Mendy. And thank you, Simon Jacob. <laughs> pleasure. Anytime. Anytime. Really a pleasure. Well, since you're here already, yeah. and we're talking about Jewish unity, yeah. why not just take a minute and tell the audience what it's like to be in the balcony of the Great Synagogue <laughs> of Paris when 3,000 people are, are, are singing together and are and are, and are likely going to remember that moment for the next four or five years. So, um, that's one of my favorite uh, favorite little bits, uh, favorite little th- stories. Um, when I went to Paris, one of the questions that people asked me was, "Why? Why in the world are you going? What's so important about going now? Don't you hear what's going on on the radio?" I mean, it was really at a time when things were going crazy in yeah. Paris, and the people, the Parisians, were scared. I mean, when we arrived there, they were really... It was less know, than a month the after the attack. Yeah, it was really... It was really and there were memorials on all the yeah. street corners. It was really amazing. Uh, it was really um, amazing to walk into that. And with all of that... Uh, so people ask me, why in the world would you go? I mean, what's, what's so special? These are, you know, these are Parisians. They're not... This is, these are French people. They're not Americans. They're not Israelis. Come on. What are you trying to show support for? <laughs> And um, and it, I I didn't honestly realize before I went, but I realized afterwards that um, that oh we're getting calls already, great, <laughs> excellent. Um, uh, I'm sorry, whoever's calling right now, you're gonna wait a moment because we're still in the air. Uh, but I'll call you right back. Um, so the bottom line is that Paris uh, or France is the third largest Jewish community in the world. Right. Okay. So we were. Over 400,000 it, Jews. It was, it's huge. So when we're up in the... Uh, as the concert was going on down below, and it was really an amazing concert, and you can watch it on the air, um, I really didn't go down there with all the political people and all the rest of the stuff. I went up into the balconies because I had a blast. <laughs> Simon wanted to make sure not to be near me. I, well, no. I just wanted to make sure that I was... Uh, you know, I, I wanted I wanted to 
be in a place where I could take some great pictures right. from. And also, I wanted to be in a place where I was with everybody. Right. And I'm up in the balcony, and we're singing, and Yerom Gaon starts singing. And we're, we're arm in arm, singing away. And it was... Uh, and, and I was crying like a baby, to be quite honest. You're up there. He's singing. We're all singing. We're all shuckling back and forth singing. Uh, and, and I realized that here we are, all together in the City of Lights, singing Jewish songs in Hebrew, and we were no longer Americans or Israelis or French. We were all Jews. Yeah. And that's what it's really honestly all about. And, and that's what made it so significant. And that's the way it's been. It was that way also in Sterot. Correct. Yeah. And that's why our message is short and simple but very yeah. effective. Yep. Very effective. Thank you. Thank you, Nachman. Thank you, Simon. Uh, God should bless you because you've been uh, absolutely amazing to so many people out there, and it's much appreciated. Uh, more coming up. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos here at JM in the AM on this day 34 in the counting of the Omer. Erev Shabbos, Parshas Bahar, candle lighting at 7.57. Mayor Fertig, as I mentioned, is going to be here on, um, on uh, Monday, on Memorial Day, and uh, Tuesday we will... Be back here starting at 6 a.m. at JM in the AM. Uh, don't forget, great programming on our stream all day long after Naomi Nachman and the table for two edition that we just spoke about. Ked then presents our incredible Arab Shabbos music mix all the way until candlelighting time. Saturday night, Siegel tomorrow night. Avrami uh, will host, and Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler, of course, has the Torah portion of the week discussion. And then um, on Sunday, uh, JM Sunday with Matis kicks off at 7 a.m. Eastern time on the stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app.
Comes from the Sabbath with the Werdigers collection here at JM in the AM. Want to again remind everybody that the Celebrate Israel Parade happens a week from uh, Sunday in New York City. We'll be broadcasting with our presenting uh, us with our with our presenting sponsor, the American Committee for Sharitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem, between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. that day on Fifth Avenue. You could watch it with us, you can hear it with us, and of course you could be there on the spot and wave to us <laughs> and all the people from Sharitetic. Um, just plan on being there and plan on being involved and plan on enjoying the celebration of Israel June 5th in New York City. Time to say good job as journeys at JM and the AM.
Shekinah Bishel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course, on the NSN app. You know, a postscript that someone sent me regarding the Yeshiva University commencement this past uh, Wednesday, I want to wish a very special Mazel Tov to President and Mrs. Joel, because uh, President Joel awarded three doctorates to his children this past Wednesday, Penny and Rabbi Avery from Azraeli and Noam from uh, Furkov. And this completes the family, as he has now signed at least one diploma for each of his children. When I saw that, I said I have to mention that and give a special mazel tov to Esther and President Richard Joel from all of us here at JM in the AM. Naomi Nachman's next, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app and on the home screen at nachomsegel.com if you want to watch the show. Have a wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Enjoy, everybody. Mayor Ferdig here Monday. I am back Tuesday. So the Nachum Siegel reminding you, <clears throat> remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.